one of the reasons I choose to work in this medium is because it's a, a way you can understand and listen to other people and be listened to. That's what we all want, don't we? Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. Today, we're getting better acquainted with getting better acquainted. Because in this getting better acquainted extra, I'm just going to go through some things like where the show's at, where I'm at in my life. And it's going to involve quite a lot of me talking into a microphone about the past, as in the past year, 2013, because the day that this will air will be New Year's Day. So this is the first day of 2014, or at least a day in 2014 when you're hearing this. So Happy New Year and Happy 2014, hopefully for you, maybe for me. Who knows? That's the kind of thing I'm going to be talking about today. As it's going to have quite a lot of me wittering, I thought it would be good to flag up that at the end of me wittering is going to be a story that I told at a Spark London event. You get a story. So it's not just me talking about the admin of a podcast, which wouldn't be a very interesting podcast to send out into the world for you to listen to. So me first, I guess, before the show. Let's start on a low note, on a downer. So if you're a listener to the show, you will have probably heard me talking about my job. And it doesn't exist after March. So I will no longer be doing that job. I'll no longer be an early years library outreach worker. And I'll no longer be singing songs and telling stories to children under five on behalf of the library service which is what I do now. It's a part-time job and it's meant that I could make so much stuff. Never as much stuff as I wanted to make because I'm that kind of a person. But having a part-time job has meant that I could put so much work into my other projects and getting better acquainted is one of them, of course. But there there are other things that I do as well as this show that I've been able to really put a lot of time into and work into and commitment to and really push for in this last year in 2013 how that will be affected by this change of lifestyle I'm not sure it's not just my job that's unsure that's kind of at the moment that's the theme of this new year unsure I'm not sure what's coming up it's not just my job it's also my housing situation is not completely certain there's lots of different possible changes that could happen there and so at the end of 2013 which was really in in lots of ways been a really great year for me I've sort of been hit by a couple of these these uh, these knocks and they mean that, that what I'm going to be doing next year, I don't know. I may go back to my old job of being a full-time library assistant, which is full-time hours plus uh, an hour and a half commute. I'm certainly not suggesting that that's worse than many, 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 many people's working lives. And uh, yeah, f- absolutely. I don't want to go back to it. I've done it for quite a few years. Doing that didn't mean that I could do the things that I wanted to do. I could do some stuff outside that job, but it really did stop me practically from putting the amount of work into the things that I care about, the artistic, creative projects that I want to make. Uh, I didn't have the time, as much time then, to do that. 
So if I go back to that, that will be a change. And even if I don't, even if I do the big jump, the big scary jump that I probably am going to do and I'm scared to do it and I don't even know what it means, really, what I could actually be as that kind of a thing. But if I go and be a freelancer next year, whatever the fuck that means, and I don't deny it's a privileged position to be in if I can even eke out any kind of a living from my creative uh, pursuits that's incredibly lucky and incredibly privileged and I hope that I can achieve it but I also know that the world ain't ain't always lucky and things won't necessarily work out even if I become a freelancer I may have to reduce the creative outputs that I that I put out now don't worry that doesn't mean I'm going to stop making getting better acquainted absolutely not I am going to be doing getting better acquainted I think you know i can't see an end to this project basically uh because it because people are so interesting and uh the amount of people i've talked to is immense but there are so many more people to talk to i mean i have really 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 long lists of people that i want to talk to who i know who i have not managed to even approach about being on the show and uh you know, I, I imagine that that will continue uh, the, because every year of your life you meet new people. But I guess it might change the frequency of when the episodes come out. Uh, I may have periods of time where I have to put them out less frequently. I've only ever taken two weeks off since starting this show. There's only been two fallow weeks. In the future, that may change. But it will still be regular and I will always inform you about what's going on. It will definitely make the chronology even more confusing because I don't put the show out in a linear fashion from the first conversation to the last conversation. I put it out to try and make it varied, to have different seasons, to have different kind of relationships between the the guests. And so because of that, you see me in different parts of my life you know one week I'll be 30 the next week I'll be 31 the next week I'll be 32 whatever that sort of thing happens a lot but one thing that has been consistent has been the job I do for a living and that's going to change I guess another thing that may be affected by it is I may try and make some money from getting better acquainted which is not something I've ever tried to do and it's not something I'm very comfortable with the idea of doing because for me, this is a very pure and unadulterated project. It's completely under my control and it's a collaboration because each episode is with a guest, but it's also an authored piece that I make. And it just feels very pure and real people's stories do feel very pure. And I don't like the idea of trying to make money out of them. I've always said I won't put adverts on the show and I probably won't regardless, but there may be other avenues that I pursue or I may find somebody whose advertising doesn't make this show feel tainted and there's other projects I do that I'm going to be more seriously trying to monetize which is the word for it these days but I just wanted to sort of flag up to you my listeners that this may be a something I try and look into in some way and hope that you will support me in that uh the podcast will always be free and I believe in free art but I have to make a living in the world and I want to try and find a way of doing that from the things I'm good at and the things I love rather than trying to fit into something that makes me unhappy but that I do to pay the bills which I agree 
I mean, you know, we're all in that position. We're all in that position. We're all struggling to get out. As long as you don't hurt anybody who's also struggling to get uh, their lives more how they want them to be. As long as you don't hurt those people trying to push up. If you, as long as you help them up, in fact, you help them up behind you, which has always been my my absolute kind of belief in this stuff is that you help the people who help you and you help the people who are below you. As long as you do that, I guess you can still be an ethical person if you charge money for art. But it's a complicated thing for me because, as I say, it's kind of against my my beliefs, I guess. But I don't live in a culture where those beliefs are are very appropriate. I don't believe in, in, in uh, art costing money, but I have to make... A living that's just the reality that also means i am i'm i'm very open to suggestions of uh solutions to this situation yeah so jobs any jobs that you hear of that might fit me drop me a line gba podcast at gmail.com i mean if you've got a job you want to offer me that would be brilliant too um, but I'll tell I'll, I'll, I mean, links, any ideas, any suggestions like you might see something about my life if you're a regular listener and you see some way that these these conversations could add up to a different a different outcome, a different equals to uh, to, to going back to my old job. Then please, please do drop me a line. Give me suggestions. I'm basically trying to change my life at the moment into my new project it's project dave let's get lists going firing on every cylinder let's try and micromanage it and uh, really push it that's that's basically where i'm at at the moment i'm sort of like uh make a big list of things that i can do to try and solve the after march uncertainty so if you can help me on that really i would appreciate it and again, like commissions as well. I'm absolutely open to commissions. I am a podcast producer with quite some years experience now. I, uh, I, I, I make, I've made audio for the BBC, CBBS. I've been featured on Radio 5 Live. I go out regularly on, on Resonance FM. I'm an audio guy. If you want to give me some work in that sphere, let me know. Reach out to me. I'm not just looking for long-term jobs. If I do go freelance, I'm looking for freelance commissions. But that's not the only thing I do. I also write. I'm I'm quite good at social media and stuff like that. Like I, I've been doing that for quite a lot of years now. Things that I can adapt to other people's styles and other people's voices, really, when I look at it, are probably podcasting, radio production, theatre and education work, theatre writing and directing, working with children, do, telling stories and singing songs to children. I mean, one, the, what I do is I take people on journeys. This, I've, if you're a regular listener, you may have heard me say this pretentiously in, a com- in conversation from here, here and there. I spent a long time thinking uh, am I a jack of all trades and a master of none how can I describe myself and one of the ways I came up with was I'm a journeyman it's a bit I don't know well I am a man so I guess that's okay but a journey I'm a journeyer maybe I should get rid of the gender thing because anyone can be it but I'm a journeyer oh that sounds terrible journeyman let's go back to that journeyman that's what I am I take people on journeys and I do that in lots of media. I've created in lots of different genres and mediums. And that's what I do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm host. I can host events and take people on a journey that way. I can do these podcasts and take people on a journey that way. I can write things and take people on a journey that way. I can have social media ideas and take people on a journey that way. I can create events and narratives and ideas 
that's kind of what I can do. And you could pay me to do them if you wanted to. Please do. GBA podcast at gmail.com. So, God, that felt horrible. This year has been an interesting year for getting better acquainted. In a way, it's become, as the year's gone on, it's, it's, it's not even been the main thrust of my creative identity. I, for a few years, getting better acquainted was at the heart of what I was about. But at the moment as well, Stand Up Tragedy has really developed this year, which is my other show. Getting better acquainted sort of, in a way, has been sort of like fading into the background for me, but not in my heart and not in the output. The show went out weekly, as per usual. I wasn't recording, I didn't record as many conversations this year, but I recorded so many conversations in the past that I've still had an episode a week to edit down and and put out. This was the year when my podcast feed went down and I lost loads and loads of listeners as far as I can make out. Not to say that I have, you know, massive listenership, but comparatively, I lost a load of listeners. Anyway, those feed issues have been solved, but... I did lose listeners so really it's a a great time especially when I'm sort of desperate and especially as I'm currently not monetizing the podcast so this is a really good thing you can give back to me it's a really good time to signal boost this show like please share your favorite episodes please tell people about the show it goes out on soundcloud so it's really easy to share on social media there's loads of different episodes of different people which will appeal to different listeners but I need you to help me get to those listeners so please do share signal boost the show that will help to counteract the unfortunate results of these feed issues i'm not even going to go into them i know they're boring i mean they are boring it's all adminy horrible boring adminy stuff but it wasn't my fault it was a company's fault that company is google and that you know like that's just the reality of it you know sometimes you can't you can't fix things all the time and sometimes you just have to cut your losses and go right I'm going to lose these listeners but my iTunes feed will be working properly that was one of the things that happened to getting better acquainted in 2013 and again I've started the year in review section unfortunately on a downer there But it wasn't all downers. I did a number of live shows. I did some live shows in Edinburgh when I was up there with Stand Up Tragedy. I did uh, a live show with Helen Zaltzman near the end of the year. And I did a live A Room Full of Friends, which is a strand that I hope to develop in the new year. As I say, everything is uncertain in the new year, but I'd really like that to be quite a regular strand where I get musicians and we sing songs and we talk about them. We recorded a Christmas special and we also recorded some songs at the 100th episode, which was also this year. The 100th episode happened early this year and it's a really great, it's a double episode. It's it's basically got clips from loads of the other episodes, so it's it's really worth listening to to get a taste and a flavor of of the back catalog if you're coming new to the show and and that was exciting and uh challenging to to produce and all those live shows were exciting to do and i really had a good time with them i want to carry on do more live shows in the future it was also a year where i put out a family season basically my mum my dad and his other wife so it was a very kind of personal series of conversations in the family season and a family friend finished it up who knew all of the parties so that was kind of 
one of the things, one of the strands that came out in Getting Better Acquainted this year. And that was kind of had a coda with the with the family reunion special where I went to a, a family reunion, which I and uh, really explored my mum's side of the family, really got into in, into the skeletons in my in my emotional closet. Also, this year I was put out on Resonance FM regularly. Uh, I had a few seasons uh, look in the beginning of the year of half hour episodes and then near the end of the year we had hour long episodes so that's been an interesting process editing down the conversations to much shorter pieces of audio and 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 finding that you know I mean it's it's a, it's a tough call to decide what parts of another human being's life experience to cut for time and that was an interesting challenge and I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm really grateful to Resonance FM for giving me that opportunity. I hope to work with them again in the future. Resonance FM are a uh, volunteer-run, pretty much, radio station that does arts and community stuff in London. They're online, so check out their website and listen to their shows. One of the things that I did, as I mentioned earlier on, is I went up to the Edinburgh Festival and did some live shows there. I also produced a, a, a GBA Edinburgh special the third year, and that was the idea that the first year I went up as an audience member, the second year I went up as a performer and the third year I went up as a producer. That arc kind of finished up this year and I put together a very long Edinburgh special. That was a crazy thing to edit when I came back from 14 days in Edinburgh or whatever it was and uh, then had to try and assemble all of these audio pieces into something that made some kind of coherent sense. I think I did all right at that. You can be the judge. Edinburgh was where I took my show Stand Up Tragedy. Now, you can listen to Stand Up Tragedy as a podcast as well. It's on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, and it's on SoundCloud, same as Getting Better Acquainted is. Its website is www.standuptragedy.co.uk. It's on Twitter at standup4, the number four, tragedy. And it's on Facebook as well, where you can friend us. That's the best way to get information. The live shows have really, really improved since we started them. That, that, That show has just been developing and developing and developing. This was year two of Stand Up Tragedy and we went into it with a new sort of shape to the show. I, I'm hosting it differently and the, the, the nights are a different shape. And they're like, sort of like bumper packs of amazing performers mixing established and, 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 and known names like uh, Robin Ince or Josie Long. Established names that we've had, which has been really exciting to have actually i'm not on board with celebrity culture necessarily but it's great to work with talented people who are are very good at their craft and that's been great to get those people on uh at stand-up tragedy and it's we also but we also mix our lineups with new and upcoming and sometimes never ever performed before acts uh sharing tragedy and 2013 has been where we sort of honed that theme and in preparation for 2014 which I'm really been like ramping up for we're diversifying we're doing a fanzine we're doing themed shows we're going monthly we're doing all of these things we're going intending to go back to Edinburgh for a full run all of that stuff is happening and it's been a really good year for that but then bang 
got these job issues, don't know about the future, things are still uncertain, but I won't be welshing on any of the the uh, shows that I've already scheduled in. I am a show must go on kind of guy, so I'm definitely going to be doing the show till June, but I absolutely fully intend to still be carrying it on if I can possibly help it. I'm going to be doing everything I can to make that possible and part of that is going to be about if i can get a bigger listenership then maybe i can monetize that show i can certainly monetize like start paying myself and my team which would be great and my acts which would be great although i have started paying the acts something now i'd give them a percentage of the door which i'm proud and pleased to be able to do but listenership would help an increased listenership to the stand-up tragedy podcast would help that so as you're a podcast listener, because you're listening to this podcast, please have a listen to Stand Up Tragedy to see what you think. And if you like it, share it. We've just changed the format to basically the live show with a kind of interview show at the end. And I think that's going to work so well. The, certainly the live show first two episodes that we've put out are really great. They, they show what Stand Up Tragedy does and they're themed around tragic Christmas. So it's still a bit near Christmas. So it maybe a great time to listen to them uh, they are depressing uh, they are very ad- uh, they have very dark themes at time they also have very funny moments and light themes uh, li- light moments it it really is a, a variety night which mixes the light with the shade and hopefully takes you through a cathartic experience and i think it's special i think that you might agree if you have a listen and it, it's not just me on it of course unlike this episode of this show it's some really talented and amazing performers who for this christmas show they wrote stuff now nearly every performer wrote new material for that show and it's really great material so it's really worth listening to but yeah listen to it please share it please and promote it and tell people about it the other way that that can definitely help my situation is that we do charge the podcasts are free but we do charge on the door and if we can raise enough money then that will help the show to continue because i certainly can't finance it and i'm going to be in dire straits uh potentially maybe in great great straits i don't want to i don't want to call it right it's uncertain but the thing that will help it to stop being uncertain and to help it to be a good thing is if i can push everything as good as possible so you can help me do that by listening and sharing and stand-up tragedy as a podcast but you can also come along to the nights they're in london so if you're not in london you can't come to them unless you're visiting the next one is tragic beginnings on the 17th of january at the hackney attic with helen zoltzman and jay foreman and a whole load of other brilliant performers storytellers comedians spoken word artists all sorts of performers the tickets are already available from the hackney attics website so go over there and buy some tell people about us please i'm sure it's annoying to listen to me pleading with you about this stuff i get it but you know it's it's a cards on the table moment it's a time when i gotta try and push on with things and push everything my grand passed away i sort of put out a sort of getting better acquainted extra about that recently and that was a saddened and complicated experience, obviously, as people dying and funerals are. I found out that my gran had died on a Sunday night and then 
On the Monday morning, I went into a meeting where I found out that my job would no longer exist. My job doesn't exist, by the way, because of cuts. I'm not going to make a political speech about it. There are certainly things that have been cut that are much worse than people singing to the under fives. And those cuts should be mourned much more than my job. But I have a tendency to think of my job sometimes as a bit of a like, oh yeah, I just go and I sing songs to kids and, and, and tell stories. And yeah, 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 that's just something I do and it's no big deal. But, you know, since I've been telling people that that I work with, the mums and the, the kids that I work with, that I'm not going to be carrying on after March, I've come to realise that I do make a difference, that it is touching people and important in their lives because they tell me about how it's had a really big effect on their lives and their children's lives. That's the kind of society I want to live in, right? Where we're all looking out for each other and we've got services that, 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 that help each other. So also, I was on the Gods of Comedy podcast briefly with Beck Hill and... Bridie Lee Kennedy, who were also on Getting Better Acquainted this year. They were one of my live Getting Better Acquainted Edinburgh recordings. Uh, An extract of uh, some of my less depressing Christmas memories they chose, which is a reasonable decision for their show. I really recommend going over and listening to Gods of Comedy. That that won't help my predicament, but they're they're a great show. I made a Spark London special. So I've been hosting Spark and I, I host that every month. I do true storytelling I tell a true story and then uh, loads of other people from the audience come up and do open mic true storytelling. And I put together a podcast that showed the the feel of what uh, a hackney attic open mic, which I run on the second Monday of every month, feels like, called Open Heart, which you can find over at www.sparklondon.com. They're also on iTunes and Mixcloud, so you can check out Spark London in those places. It's called Open Heart. I was really pleased to put it together and I think it worked really nicely. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, go and check out that one. That's got me talking on it as well, but not for as long. This year, as I said earlier on, I've not been recording as much in terms of the conversations. That's not to say that I didn't do a lot of conversations this year, but certainly since Edinburgh, since August, I've recorded fewer podcasts. But I still have loads and loads left to edit, so don't you worry, there's so much more coming. And I, as I said earlier on, got a big list of people to cover, so I really am going to hopefully, in the new year, it's uncertain, but in the new year, hopefully I'm going to be scheduling in a lot more conversations. I want to expand, and, and as that happens, I guess getting better acquainted will change, because there will be different groups of people to listen to who will come in different strands and I guess one strand that I want to really capitalize on and increase is I want to talk to some more of the performers from stand-up tragedy talk to more of those people but don't worry this is never going to become a show about famous people it's about people all people and even as more of those strands come in, I'm definitely going to be making sure that I balance it with people who have very everyday lives, very different jobs, who have just as interesting stories to tell. And finally, as I promised you at the beginning, long time ago, and I'm going to edit some of this down hopefully, but as I promised you at the beginning of this kind of speaking bit, I'm going to end with a story. Now, this is kind of a, a correction to the 2012 Christmas special 
which is maybe one of the episodes I'm most proudest of. I used the word prostitute in that episode and I should have used the word sex worker because that is the word that sex workers are asking to be used about them. Sex workers, and you should use the words that people want you to use about them. I think that that show is sex work and sex worker positive. I think it's it's not an episode that's designed, that story isn't designed in any way to uh, to suggest that people who are sex workers are not people doing work and people, so the same as you and me, and work, as in it's a choice that people make of a way to, to work um, under the world we live in. And where they have no choice, well, that's a different thing. And that's not a sex worker. That's that's a different thing. And, and we shouldn't mix those two, two things together. And sure, choice is complicated, but we all have complicated choices to make under capitalism. And that's the world we live in. So I feel guilty that I used the wrong word. I understand I, why I used that word. I, I did it in a story to a, an American called Kevin Allison he, because he was going to maybe use it on his podcast Risk, which is an American podcast, which you, you should check out. And I did it over Skype. And I, I, I guess I chose to use the word prostitute because it's a, a more universal word. It, it, it means you have to do less work as a writer to fill in stuff. But again, that's problematic because people will be filling it in with stereotypes and with stigma. But... It's a complicated issue because if you if you want to communicate with as many people as possible, I mean, what I should have done is just explained and said at the beginning what sex worker is, and I didn't, and I didn't do that. But I hope that the story is still good. Now, I'm not going to change it because I don't uh, believe in trying to cover up mistakes you've made. And it's certainly something that's made me feel guilty for a, for a while. So this is kind of a correction this is kind of when I told the story again at a Spark London night, a bit of the story, a, a more sex worker focused part of the story at a Spark London night. And, well, you'll hear what happens, but I start off still using the wrong word. So I really do apologise to sex workers who find that phrase offensive and to people who find the phrase sex worker offensive. Fuck off. It's not offensive. It's just a different word. Sometimes we change words because the words that went before upset people and we change those words. That is fine. That's not scary. That's just changing words. And I don't necessarily believe in policing language. And I definitely believe in having an understanding that everyone comes at things from different points of view. And if someone hasn't been taught the word sex worker instead of the word prostitute, it's hard to expect them to use the right word. I knew the right words. I should have done it differently. So, about seven years ago, I went to Amsterdam for Christmas with my mother. And a lot of things happened on that trip. Uh, People who've been here before may have heard some of those things. But one of the things that happened to me uh, was definitely a case of mixed messages. I am a writer. It's one of the things I do. And while I was there, my mum would go to bed at like nine and I'd go out and get high 
and walk around the red light district writing about it and uh, I you know I went to a live sex show and all sorts of things like that and I interviewed a prostitute um, which was an interesting experience but I only had enough money to interview one prostitute and the amount of money she wanted was um, the amount of time uh, it would take her to have sex with someone and so that's how much money I had to to, to come up with and then I didn't have any more money to pay to interview uh, well I'm going to say sex workers actually because uh, that's what I normally say but I went back in time in my mind when I started the story so um, I was walking around the red light district and I was getting an idea of the different prices of the women <laughs> um, because that is something that I was interested in I found out for example that the it is a very sad fact that the cheapest uh, sex workers were black and they were by the church uh, that's sad isn't it in a way uh, but in a way it's not because I'm sex positive and I believe people get the right to choose what they want to do but when I was around that part of the uh, the red light district a the, the a, a woman opened the window and I started talking to her to find out her price um, and then she was like uh, then I was like, she was like, "Come in," and I was like, "No, no, sorry, I'm, 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 I haven't got any money, and I'm, I'm a writer, really, and I'll, I'm just here to write about this." And she's like, "Well, write about me," to, and I was, I was like, "Well, I, I don't have any money to pay you for your time, and uh, I don't really want to, thanks." And she grabbed my hat and uh, kind of ran off with it back into the into the booth, and so I had to follow her. Uh, to get my hat back, and I, I, I like hats, and I was annoyed to lose my hat. I didn't want to lose my hat. My girlfriend had bought me that hat. Um, so I, I ran uh, after her and uh, ended up in uh, going upstairs in her room where she was going to uh, give me an interview, I guess. I, I didn't have anything to record uh, her, so I was writing things down. So she started. I started asking her questions, and I'm writing it down. She's like, "Why are you writing everything I'm saying? This is ridiculous." And I'm like, "Writing? Why are you writing everything I say? This is ridiculous." And uh, she kind of legitimately gets a little bit annoyed about this. And then her phone rings, and she starts having a phone call in. Uh, I'm gonna say, well, I don't know another language that that I don't speak, but she uh, used the phrase. Uh, Hutu in her conversation so that told me something about where her origin might have been from and it kind of took all of the there wasn't much fun at that moment in my life anyway just in that in that in that interaction so far but it, it took all of the like gloss out of it it wasn't you know I this is a person who may have experienced some really serious traumatic events in her life and I'm just a silly man uh that has accidentally got into this situation and she comes off the phone and I ask her a question and she says you are too hasty and I say I'm sorry look I just want my hat back please just give me my hat back you are so hasty and <laughs> she gives me my hat back and she says get out and she says you are too hasty you should have just waited and let the woman tell her story and I left that booth realizing that I had a hell of a lot to learn about being a writer. And I had a hell of a lot to learn about listening to other people. Thanks very much. Even though I used the word prostitute, I have certainly never thought, I don't think I've ever thought of 
people who choose to sell sex for money in whatever way that is there are many different kinds of sex work not just the headline grabbing ones i've never thought of them as lesser than any of the rest of us and <clears throat> i would never use the more hateful words that people use to describe what we commonly call prostitution i would never use the really stigmat stigmatized words because i was never i, I just i've never I, 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 that's always been clear to me that they were offensive because the way people use them is not respectful but the word prostitute whilst it may seem neutral to me is like the word half caste or many other offensive phrases which people learn in a context where they don't necessarily understand it's offensive so many mixed race and or dual heritage people will call themselves half caste because that's the word they learned when they were growing up the same as 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 their friends will call them half caste that doesn't mean it is a word you should use though it has a horrible horrible history and i've always known that my parents taught me that that was a bad word but they didn't know or they hadn't thought through or society hadn't got to that point where they were using a different term instead of prostitute but they definitely taught me never to judge or belittle or think less of people for making choices hard choices sometimes we all make hard choices but choices nevertheless always and where choice is not allowed that is the problem and when you criminalize sex work you are not allowing choice and in some ways you are as bad as the people who don't allow choice and force people into uh trafficking and other things which people mix in with sex work so I, here that's another big rant about the words but it doesn't absolve me saying all the reasons i was wrong doesn't mean i doesn't absolve me completely it doesn't give me I, i don't want cookies as people like to say i don't want cookies for being an ally which is another word that people use i don't want cookies i feel bad this is a way that i can feel less bad i'm sorry if my word choice or the word choice of any of my my guests i don't police their words and i don't always use the right words in every episode because we don't we're human that's the way we are and these conversations in these conversation podcasts hopefully flag that up that we all kind of it's more complicated always more complicated than it feels but especially in text on the internet everything seems simple i feel like text on the internet makes people much more simplistic and, and shout at each other a lot more conversation doesn't do that that's one of the reasons i choose to work in this medium is because it's a, a way you can understand and listen to other people and be listened to that's what we all want don't we and so i'm listening and trying to change and 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 trying to incorporate other people's other people's feelings on words and other people's rights and choices but i won't always be perfect i won't always get it right 
I'm sorry if I've ever messed it up. I'm sorry if any of my guests have messed it up. Don't hold it against them. They're learning too. We're all gonna be learning. Let's tell each other when we make mistakes and have each other's backs. And Happy New Year! You can find Getting Better Acquainted on Twitter at GBA Podcast. You can find it on Facebook. It's Getting Better Acquainted. Have a search on Facebook and like it. Or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk You can also subscribe by searching on iTunes and subscribing to us that way. And on the Stitcher Smart Radio app that you can download for your smartphone from stitcher.com or through the App Store. There are lots of ways to get better acquainted.